Hi, my name is Chelsea Doolin, and this is the AMS Show. Today our guest is Justin Hood, president of Mountain Rescue Aspen. Welcome, Justin. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. What does Mountain Rescue Aspen do, and can you tell us about the history of the organization? Mountain Rescue Aspen's a nonprofit organization, and um, we've been an accredited organization since 1965, although some of the members started getting together in the late 50s. And we service the greater Pickens County area, which is roughly 1,000 square miles, and provide search and rescue uh, based upon the sheriff's request. Where do the members get their training? Um, we do all of our training in-house, and it usually takes a member uh, a minimum of two years to become a full member. And But a lot of our members come with their own skill sets from their backgrounds, whether they're gearheads or they ride horses or they're rock climbers and ice climbers. So everybody's got a different discipline, and then we try to acknowledge those disciplines and unify them together so that we can accomplish the goal of getting to somebody in need. Tell us about your new building. It's, uh, our new building is, is unbelievable. It's, um, it's a little over 14,000 square feet, which is 10 times the size of the cabin we had on Main Street. Um, <laughs> we had a 1,400 square foot cabin on Main Street. And it's been amazing. Um, we did, we had a great fundraising campaign to make that happen. And the Cameron family was extremely, um, influential in that whole thing and made really made it happen um, and we get to have everything under one roof now so we've got snowmobiles and ATVs and trucks and everything's in in one place which helps us respond much quicker in the past we had it sprawled out all over Aspen in people's backyards and driveways wherever we could to, um, to try to keep things nearby but that's what we had to do so it's been pretty exciting. This year is shaping up to be a historic year for avalanches. If someone wants to go into the backcountry, what should they do before they go to ensure a safe trip? Well, we just want folks to think proactively and make a plan and know before they go. Um, some of the better things to do is to have a mentor, a real person that has done that type of a trip before and knows what to do and knows what to expect as opposed to YouTube being your mentor um, or some distant way of thinking that you know what you're doing. So we really want people to be proactive in uh, being prepared and more importantly we want people to make informed decisions in the present. So if a storm is moving in and you know that it's not a good idea to continue, but you do anyway because you've already put in the mileage, um, you're not making an informed decision. And we want people to just be present and try to try to keep themselves from being saved by others. Save themselves first. <laughs> what are the necessary tools to take into the backcountry in the winter? A lot of things, like some of the main things in the wintertime are beacon shovel probe and knowing how to use them. Um, it's, it's important to know how to use them because even if you know how to use them and your friends don't and they're trying to rescue you or save you because something's happened but they don't know, then you're the one that got the short end of the stick out of the whole thing. Uh, we want people 
hydrating. We want folks to just be able to be layered up, navigation, have a plan, a way to communicate um, with others, have a plan in terms of when they're returning and, and folks that would be looking for them if they're not returning when they're expected to be returned. And um, boy, just thoughtfulness, I suppose. Because it kind of depends if you're going out for a day trip, um, that's going to very much differ in terms of the things that you'll need for an overnight at a hut where you might need food and a sleeping bag and lots of layers and et cetera, et cetera. Um, a day trip might just be something much simpler. Like you need layers and some food and some water, but not to the extent of multi-day trip. So thoughtfulness and presence are the, the two big keys on that one. Is avalanche training available in Aspen? <clears throat> yeah, um, there's some AVI courses available in Aspen. CMC provides them. <clears throat> the guide services provide them, Aspen Alpine Guides and Aspen Expeditions Worldwide. And Mountain Rescue Aspen, we do uh, an introductory course that's available every January. Um, and it's it's not quite like an AVI Level 1 class, but it's, it's a class that can get folks started, see if they like the backcountry, see if they understand the concepts behind using their equipment of beacon shovel probe and being aware of their surroundings, whether it's hang fire or terrain traps or um, slope angles, different things that might make more informed decisions in the backcountry. Mountain Rescue Aspen is active all year. What types of rescues happen outside of winter? So majority of our rescues in Typically, it's about 85% of our rescues are in July and August, and they're the greater, um, it's all in uh, Picking County, of course, but it's usually on the 14ers. So people are saving the 14,000-foot peaks um, in this county, usually for last, because they're difficult and they're dangerous. Um, and they just so happen to be in this county that we have several of them, um, and that's where we're doing majority of our rescues. So yeah, outside of outside of winter stuff, it's um, mostly hikers in particular. It's not. I mean, I shouldn't just call it hiking. It's it's scrambling. It's some mountaineering, but it's not like rock climbing with a rope type of deal. It's a little bit less than that. It's the beginning of fifth class type terrain, um, where it's a judgment call whether or not you're going to use a rope, and even if you have a rope. Is there a safe place to anchor it to? Um, that's the trouble with a lot of our terrain up here is we have crumbly peaks of rotten granite and uh, there's no secure place, so you have to be careful. More people are now going into the backcountry. How is that affecting Mountain Rescue Aspen? Um, it, it's making us so that we have to make bigger pushes to try to reach the audience of folks that could be potentially rescued. So the way it's affecting us is we're looking at different angles and one of the bigger things we're doing is <clears throat> trying to make education videos that are viral and on social media because we think that we're reaching a greater audience, mostly in the greater Denver area. A good majority of our rescues are people from the Front Range. And um, since we, have, we know that's our audience, we're trying to 
basically make videos that are 30 to 90 seconds and will capture their attention span long enough to maybe watch the next one. So that's what we're trying to do. <clears throat> Overall, our rescue numbers have not drastically increased, which I think is a good thing and hopefully reflective of the education that we're trying to push to, um, to get people to be a little more knowledgeable and prepared and maybe even hopefully have a mentor um, who's done a different peak that they're looking to do, take them and show them as opposed to, I saw this great video on YouTube of Capital Peak, um, let's go try it next weekend. And maybe they have no business being up there because they don't have experience. Can you tell us about the new class being offered by Mountain Rescue Aspen Climbers? Yeah, so we're going to, and I think what you're referring to is the April event we're going to have. Um, so for the first time, we're going to have an event that is basically um, talked through the eyes of the people who have been rescued. So they're going to tell their story and try to paint a big picture for some of the things that are involved, um, which is unique because all of our rescues are always protected by privacy laws. So we don't talk about them, we don't discuss them, and nobody really knows the intricacies that are involved in them. I mean, we do internally in our organization, but not publicly. So I think it'll be a, a cool eye-opening thing to share with the public and let them um, maybe experience what it, what it might be like so then they can be a little more thoughtful the next time they go out. Some of the most popular hikes in the, in, the, in the White River National Forest will be permitted in the next few years. Do you think this, that is, is a good idea? Well, you know, as for Mountain Rescue Aspen and our nonprofit organization, we will collaborate with the Forest Service and with the Sheriff's Office. And, but the thing that we don't do, Chelsea, is we don't really share our opinions about that kind of stuff. We're very unbiased. We really have no opinion. So I wouldn't say one way or the other. And that's in the fairness of us just staying in neutral territory um, because it's really not up to us. It's up to the Forest Service what they want to do. And, you know, maybe they'll be able to share with you their opinions and, and or as to why uh, they're choosing to permit certain things. But I really can't speak to it. Why are the Colorado Outdoor Recreation Search and Rescue Cards, and what are the Re Colorado Outdoor Recreation Search and Rescue Cards, and why are they so important? So a COSAR card is basically um, it's a fund, and when people get a hunting license, a fishing license, they register an ATV or a snowmobile, this all goes into this fund. And what it does is it recoups our costs. So if we have to spend money and we break equipment to rescue somebody, we're able to um, reimburse ourselves for those expenses, and it's what keeps rescues free. So if there was no fund for us to draw from, um, I think rescues would trend towards being um, expensive towards the people that need help uh, in Colorado, but currently all rescues are free. So we want to keep it that way.
What do you like most about Mountain Rescue Aspen? What do I like most about it? I guess I really enjoy the camaraderie. It feels like it's a, a civil service that's greater than yourself, that you're just giving back and you're, and you're um, doing things that are very unselfish and, and unsung. Um, it's, it's almost a goal of ours to not be known as spotlights in the community. If I'm walking down the street, you should just think that's Justin. That's not the president of Mountain Rescue, or you shouldn't know. So you're never even going to know which members are involved in missions because we're, we're not going to talk about it. And that's kind of part of the humility involved. So I think I, I really, um, I really love the community of the team itself, and I love how uh, humbling it is. It keeps everybody in the right mindset. Is there anything else you would like to share with us? <laughs> um, well, I, I guess I just wanted to say thanks for inviting me on the show, and thanks for thanks for uh, thinking of Mountain Rescue Aspen, and. Um, hoping that everybody will continue to just be thoughtful and and uh, present in their decisions and go out and have fun in the backcountry. That's what it's here for. Thank you so much, Justin, for being on the show. Justin Hood is the president of Mountain Rescue Aspen and has been talking to us about the organiza organization. Again, I'm Chelsea Doolin, and this is the AMS Show. <laughs>